is back for 2018. The Football Sec Podcast for Russia. Welcome to another episode of a Football Sack podcast. England have been knocked out and football is not coming home. Whilst Belgium have been overcome by a strong France team, we're down to the pointy end of a tournament, ladies and gentlemen. I'm joined today by a man less salty than a pack of Belgians. It's Jeremy Jerong. I'm so gutted, boys. I had my waistcoat all ready to go in honour of Gareth Southgate, but not wearing it put, today. Put your waistcoats out, boys. <laughs> I'm also joined by a man more alert than John Stones in the penalty box. It's Aaron's Paulette. Well, I wouldn't quite say that. I'm feeling a bit sleepy after after last or oh, this morning's games. I still games. think you're more alert than John Stones. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it wouldn't be hard. Without further ado, let's get in, stuck into the England game. And how gutted are you, boys, that football isn't coming home? Um, well, I think England sort of can hold their heads quite high. They played really well in the first half. Um, Harry Kane had a couple of good opportunities to put themselves ahead and probably win the game in the first half. But Croatia showed their quality in the second half, um, completely stretched England's defence. You know, They probably went from a three at the back to five at the back at times um, and made Harry Kane sort of isolated at the top. Um, so yeah, I think Croatia deserved to win. I'm just happy I'm not going to have that song stuck in my head anymore. <laughs> Three lines. I'm just, yeah, maybe I'm a bit over it. We're not going to have the memes anymore, boys. Uh, life moves on. But um, in all seriousness, England had, you know, so many chances in that first half um, when Harry Kane, you know, he had the shot at the keeper and then had the shot hit the post. You know, it was called for offside. Didn't look offside, you know, if, if we went to VAR. If maybe, they, if maybe they had gone in and they'd flagged, they would you know, that goal would have stood because he wasn't offside. And do you feel like it was a bit of a kind of what might have been game, Jeremy? Um, possibly, yeah, because, I mean, English fans probably have a team that they can be very proud of now, moving ahead to you know, the Euros and probably the next World Cup. Um, such a young team as well. Probably this inexperience and the adrenaline might have finally, you know, gotten over that hurdle and, you know, come crashing back down to earth. Um, but yeah, I think they sort of had a really good opportunity to advance in this um, in this World Cup, and to an extent, they're probably choked. Hey, that's the big question. You know, that's what Gary Lineker is saying on Twitter. Um, I'm going to say no. no. <laughs> I'm not going to say they didn't choke. I'm going to say that Croatia, you know, worked themselves into the game in that second half, controlled possession, created chances, were the better side in the second half. I think, you know, it, it's. You know, it's two sides of the coin. You know, you could say England. You know, England didn't play as well. You know, play conservatively. Yeah. But for me, I think Croatia played really well in the second half and into injury time. And considering considering you know the lead up, you know, last two matches went to extra time for them to still have the legs to do that. Yeah, that's pretty good. Very ben, brave. Ben, what did you think? Do you think they choked? I don't know if they choked, but they let Croatia back into the game when they shouldn't have. I know Croatia are a very good team. But first half, I thought England were a better side. Slightly shaded Croatia in that first half. Um, played pretty well. And then the second half, it was just a case of we're one goal up in a semi-final of a World Cup. Let's sit back and defend. And with the utmost respect, I don't think any team should be doing that unless they're Italy or France. You know, I think those two teams are very good at sitting back. Italy more renowned for it than France, but France have proved of this tournament. Once they get a goal ahead, they're very compact defensively. 
Uh, England are not that compact defensively. And the thing is, when you've got Jordan Henderson, Deli Alley, and Jesse Lingard in a midfield against Luka Modric, uh, Ivan Rakitic, and uh, Brozovic, the Croatians just controlled the game from midfield in the second half. And that was the one thing England couldn't afford to do because Modric has been arguably the best player of this tournament. Rakitic has been superb as well. And I just felt as soon as England let that midfield into the game, it was going to be uphill battling for them. I mean, because they couldn't even play on the counter because they just didn't have an outlet in the midfield. They didn't have someone to, you know, spring spring through balls uh, quickly and rapidly. You know, Henderson wasn't terrible today, but, you know, he the game got away from him. You know, he does. I've never rated Jordan Henderson. He does that thing the Eng- a lot of English players do where he, he runs around a lot and looks busy but he doesn't actually do anything he, he doesn't impact the game that <laughs> He's much very, like, sounds yeah. like me at work <laughs> <laughs> the faster you walk the more busy yeah. you look it's like if you George look angry Cost- yeah it's like George Costanza if you look angry people think you look busy and he Jordan Henderson does that very well which further adds up to our theory we earlier discussed yeah. that Jordan Henderson is a George Costanza of the England team <laughs> wow wow this is amazing um, I'm going to shout at Perisic as well he was yep. brilliant, he was actually. So, he was, he so, was my so man good. of a match. Um, the goal, obviously, the goal was was brilliant. You know, um, you know, debatable whether it was, you know, you know, what, kicking in danger to use an AFL term or, yeah. you know, a high, um, high foot, and then <laughs> nearly won it off his own boot. You know, with a shot that hit the post, came out with a header to Mandzukic in the in extra time. You know, it was a lovely header, and you know, uh, Mario Super Mario, you know, reacted quicker than any of the England hey, defenders. Sonia, Mario, Super <laughs> Mario. Um, apologies yeah. to any of our Italian listeners. <laughs> They're not listening. They're not in the World Cup. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They've been watching all tournament. Uh, ben, you wanted to roast John Stones? To switch off like that in a World Cup semi-final in extra time. I know he's young and I know it's extra time. So like, there's a lot of mental fatigue there, but it's inexcusable. And that's always been the knock on Stones. There. He's a very talented defender uh, especially with the ball but without the ball he is very prone to lapses and even with the ball he had two there were two uh, probably two other chances he created for Croatia just by like lax playing and like I think on the whole he's had a pretty decent tournament he has looked a bit suspect on a couple of occasions against Colombia but you know I, I thought he had a decent enough tournament but to switch off like that and just that complete lack of awareness in the box as a centre half is inexcusable, and he's co- he's cost England, you know, a place in the World Cup final. I don't mean, you know, he wasn't the only bad England player. Like we said, the midfield was non-existent. Like I forgot Deli Ali and Jesse Lingard were playing. I, at one point, I actually thought <laughs> Lingard had been subbed off because I hadn't heard him in <laughs> yeah. so long. Um, and Harry, Harry Kane as well. He, I thought he dropped deeper and deeper as the game went on, and it just really, they England had no one to hit hit up front who could hold the ball up. He just kept dropping deeper and deeper, whereas he needs to be as high up the pitch as possible so England can play into his feet, where he's, in that final third, his movement is world-class, his hold-up play is world-class, his passing is world-class, and they needed him up top to really literally lead from the front. And he just kept dropping deeper and deeper, and that that wasn't really rectified, unfortunately. And I think, you know, there's a lot of, there's a combination of a lot of things which cost England that game. As much as you want to say England lost the game, you got to give Croatia the credit. Absolutely, as well. they yeah. were. I yeah. was. I was saying. I. I was saying uh, before we started recording. I was doing the Twitter for the football sack 
uh, last during the game, and I said around about I think fifty fifth minute mark that uh, you just sensed that Croatia were getting a stranglehold in this game and England were starting to get up against it. And I got slammed by the Twitter by soccer Twitter who was like, "What game are you watching? Like they haven't created anything." And then for the next like. 35 minutes they proceeded <laughs> yeah. to c- absolutely mm. control that game and i just went back and said well does anyone want to argue with me now <laughs> no, i didn't think so they did it in such a sly way you know i was kind of tuning out a little bit of the game i thought oh uh, you know maybe croatia won't get the goal maybe like england will see this out i think england were very happy you know not to attack too much not to leave themselves too open but yeah. in doing so they allowed croatia just to control the game it was a death by a thousand cuts, really. It just happened slow, slow. And that's what like Luka Modric does to teams all the time. He just gets the ball at his feet and just keep, they reta- he retains possession so well. And he's just such a metronome, uh, such a complete player. I think there was one time where he gave a ball away in a like on the edge of England player on the edge of England penalty box, and he won it back within five seconds. Well, or knocked it out for a throw in with a superb like perfectly time sliding tackle he's such a joy to watch i don't think he was like necessarily brilliant tonight i think he's played better in this tournament but that was just a kind of another example of what a good player he is that he can just slowly like assert himself over games and just like he's i've heard him compared to a boa constrictor because he just constricts <laughs> teams and just play. stifles yeah. them and he's just such a joy to watch yeah. yeah he's played the most minutes at this world cup as well 608 minutes um you think of all those extra time games that he's played and he's still running rumor has it he's still running now yeah <laughs> he's, he's running past the studio right now you know? <laughs> <laughs> hi <laughs> luca <laughs> He's, he's like an elf, isn't he? He looks like an elf. Maybe yeah. it's all about elven wine. Aussie, Aussie, Aussie! What about, did you have an issue with the substitutions, Aaron? Because I thought that was maybe where England could have made a bit more of an impact. I would have liked to have seen Ruben Loftus-Cheek involved. Yeah, probably bringing um, Deli Alley off. He, as you say, he was invisible. I thought so. he was good, decent in the first half, but yeah. faded significantly as Croatia got on top. Yeah, I think probably, you know, England lost it in the midfield in that second half. So bringing on some fresh legs, you know, a new approach probably would have been a good idea. Um, yeah, Loftus-Cheek has, was good in the minutes he played in the World Cup. Bringing off Sterling, I thought, was a bit of an error because I thought he'd been one of England's better players. And he Really? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 Oh, okay. okay. <laughs> I, I thought, once again, he was frustrating. You know, I have nothing against Sterling. I think he's a wonderful player. But in this tournament, he's just been so frustrating to watch. His decision-making, I think, has, hasn't been great. I think um, his decision-making has been has left a bit to be desired at times. But I thought he was... England noticeably suffered when he went off because every he was making so many dangerous runs. And Vida, in particular, was kind of really... Mm-hmm. Had to be at the top of his game to deny him. And he caused them problems. He made them panic as well at the mm-hmm. back. He made some really intelligent runs, and I, I thought, you know, given Lingard and Ali weren't really doing much, I thought it was a bit harsh of, to take Sterling off, who was such a, you know, pacey outlet up front. I guess I'm just so frustrated by the the lack of uh, final product. Um, you know, that he hasn't scored any goals on the tournament. I know, I, I agree with you, you know, he stretched that Croatian defense, but yeah, I'm just I'm just frustrated by his play. 
<laughs> just that shrug of the shoulder. Yeah, just I, that's how I feel. Just shrug, you know. Bit of sterling frustration. I feel like England will, you know, will, won't get a better chance than this, you know, to reach a World Cup final or you know to lift the trophy and. You know, they should rue what you know what happened in that game. Not the first time English have been uh, s- frustrated by the performance of a Sterling. <laughs> oh. um, just I also do a currency podcast in my yeah, time. Um, I may have got my wires crossed a bit here. And just before we leave this, boys, just want a big shout out to Dayan Lovren as well. I thought he was really good at the back. Yeah, Very he made sturdy. one superb intervention. Uh, I think it was Kieran Trippier, who I thought was England's best player, put in a wicked cross. We haven't even talked about that free that, kick, oh, which was beautiful. That was wonderful. And for a second, we thought football was actually in yeah. the departure lounge. <laughs> it was like Happy Gilmore's. It's in the departure lounge. It's got his bags. <laughs> Just send it home. Did they score too early? <laughs> uh, can, you, can you score too early? <laughs> I don't know. I think, I think maybe if they, you know... I don't know. Maybe I'm talking crazy here, but if... If they were forced to play a bit more football during the match, yeah. you know, and had, you know, led up to a goal in the second half, yeah. you know, maybe they scored too early, allowed Croatia too much time to, to get, get back, back in the match. Yeah. Ah. So yeah, I mean, well, yeah, they were probably holding on to the lead, weren't they? So like you say, um, if they probably scored another once or twice in the game, then yeah, that they probably could have sat back a little bit but yeah scoring so early they probably Harry Kane chance yeah the oh. double chance the double yeah. chance you know yeah. that that was it I think that was the opportunity you know yeah. if they were 2-0 up like it would be hard to see Croatia getting back into that game you yeah. know to score two goals in, in regular time sorry I'm still thinking about the Happy Gilmore reference <laughs> <laughs> I'm now I'm just imagining Harry Maguire like kneeling next to a, next to a football bat but that's your home ball Why, are you too good for your home of course, Croatia will be meeting France in the final, who accounted for a very strong Belgium side, 1-0. Boys, what do we think of this game? Uh, it promised so much. Did it deliver on the hype? Probably not, if you look at the scoreline. Um, so much talk about this golden generation from Belgium. This is their time. I think this is probably one that got away from them as well. You know, They knocked out Brazil. Arguably, arguably on the more difficult side of the draw, but if there was probably a time for them to win the World Cup, it's probably now. Um, but yeah, France just doing what they've done so well throughout the tournament, um, just sitting back, being so compact, and just hitting on the counter. Um, Mbappe, boys, we've been on the bandwagon the whole to- whole podcast, whole tournament. Um, I'm ready to marry him. Wow. <laughs> I'm, I'm hearing, is, is gay marriage legal in France? <laughs> oh, it's I, not in Australia. I'm hearing wedding bells. <laughs> Belgium, they started so well in the game. You know, they were passing the ball. They had so much possession early, had a couple of chances. I think the one thing you can say about Belgium is they didn't get Lukaku enough touches. You know, early, I think it was in the first 15 minutes, he had one touch. And that's it wasn't not, like Belgium good. didn't have the ball. They had so much so of the much ball. Possession. And I think that affected him later in the game. You know, Lukaku had a few chances late in the game, but I think because, you know, he had such a slow start to the game and wasn't involved, when those chances came, he just couldn't convert. Do you think Hazard had almost took the game on his own own shoulders and said, I need to win this game? Because he had a lot of chances in the first half, um, made a lot of runs and... I think got f- fouled a few times as well. Yeah. But yeah, just didn't sort of provide that final finish. He, he was definitely determined yeah, you know, was. to make an impact. Maybe too determined. Maybe yeah. maybe could have 
you know, passed to Lukaku earlier. Maybe, you know... Brought could, in De Bruyne. Yeah. De Bruyne was pretty quiet as well. Yeah, I, I think so. This France side is just so versatile, I think. though They just, you know, took a very conservative approach to the game. Defended so well. Um, Varane... I think he's he's an excellent defender, isn't he? Oh, always. Him and Umtiti, I was going to say, are probably the most dominant centre half pairing in international football. The only they've thing, been so good this tournament. The only thing I say about Umtiti, he's always got an error, you know, up his sleeve. You know, well, at the end of that first half, he just missed the ball, and he was just lucky that Lukaku didn't react, and you know, yeah, it was he was surprised that um, you know Umtiti missed the ball, and you know, against Australia, obviously he put the hand up and you know gave us you know the penalty, but. And like France are just such a good side to oh, so much quality all, all over the park and I feel like a lot of people are criticising the way they play but I feel like they have those gears they can like ramp it up if if they're 1-0 down against Croatia you just feel like they have the quality going forward you know you know to score a goal and get themselves back in the game yeah just on that though what do you guys think of Giroud he frustrates me just watching him though. He's he holds the ball, he brings players into the game, but he just lacks that quality, doesn't he? I think there was a few times where he just had that a poor touch or he had a really good header at one stage where he always had to um header it behind him. Um what do you guys reckon? He adds so much shape to the France side that you I think you just gotta accept that he's not gonna <laughs> score. Yeah. <laughs> you know that he I think they're a better side with him in it, Definitely, even if he, yeah. you know, doesn't provide the, you know, the finishes. Yeah. Um. He just he brings everyone else into the game. You just got to accept he's not going to score. <laughs> it's like me at a nightclub. You just got to accept <laughs> he's not going to score. <laughs> you're there for a good time. Yeah, you're there for a good time. You know, set up the other mates, but maybe you're not going to score. That's Aaron, life. Aaron, the ultimate wingman. Yes. He's yeah. I do agree. You you know now we've said this. He's nailed on to score in World Cup final, isn't he? Yeah, he is. Yeah. He's not... I don't think he's a terrible player. I think he does a job, but I just... I don't know. He you, is you, very you frustrating more. to watch. You want more from him. But um, big shout out to N'Golo Conte as well. He, I, uh, I could watch him all day. It's our, the old joke. Uh, when he was at Leicester, they used to say Danny Drinkwater is partnered to uh, Conte on the right and Conte on the left of him as well. <laughs> he just covers so much ground. You know, Claudio Ranieri once said that one day Conte is going to uh, pa- pass to someone and then collect the pass himself. I think that may have actually happened at this <laughs> tournament. Maybe it's Argentina? I think he did that in the Premier League one time where he passed to himself, you know. But, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Um, he, what a brilliant player and, and Griezmann as well his ability to pick up the ball deep and then run with it run yeah. at the defences and you know get into the box late um, he's just brilliant as well um, there's a lot of hate on this French side though boys do you think it's deserved? They're, it just feels a bit like they're they're a very good team obviously and they've got some tremendous talent but they don't play they don't go out and dominate teams they just kind of go one goal ahead and then just sit back and wait for other teams to attack, which, you know, it works for them, so fair play to them. But it, you, there's just a collective feeling that this France team could be, like, one of the greatest international teams of all time. And they're just kind of, you know, going about their business very casually. Well, not not casually, but not... They're not dominating. They're not dominating that, like we they m- maybe should be. It's like they haven't hit their peak yet. No. You, know, you, you still think there's probably more left in the tank for them to... To really hit teams with and 
you know, let's see what they can do against Croatia in the final. They've scored critical goals on set pieces as well. Yeah. It's not the way you typically think they'd, they'd score, you know. Particularly with so much movement and pace up forward. Yeah, you thought they would kind of tear teams to pieces a bit like they did to Argentina. But they haven't really won that way. You know, it's been, um, you know, in this game, a, uh, a corner where Umtiti, he beats Fellaini to the ball. Yeah. You know, he beats Fellaini, who's, you know, a good 10 centimetres taller than he is. Yeah. And he wins the header. And, and that's he... just without the afro. <laughs> <laughs> um, and he just, yeah, and he, he wins the game for them. And yeah. then in the previous game, you know, Varane with the header from the free kick, um, you know, that was pretty much the defi- decisive goal in that game. It's just not the way you'd think they'd win. Before we go on to our preview for the final, Aaron has a list he would like to share with us. Aaron, what have you brought in for show and tell today? Oh, boys, I'm very excited about this. Um, ben gave me a bit of a task uh, to, to talk about why teams deserve to go out. Um, so we're just going to start with Aaron is a man filled with a lot of hatred, which bubbles under the surface, surface of his usually quite calm demeanor. This is like another, you know, it's a uh, Seinfeld reference. Festivus, you know, I've, this is my airing of grievances. So, boys, we're going to We're not going to go on to the feats of strength after this, are we? <laughs> uh, we might do. There uh, is an aluminium pole in the studio, though. Yeah. You know, I had to bring it in, you know, just to complete the, uh, the setup. <laughs> boys, we're going to start with two teams, actually. Portugal and Argentina. Why they deserve to go up? They, disres- they disrespected the GOATs. Ooh, you can't yeah, do that, no, you know. No, you got to put true. the better side together when you have goats. Yeah, they didn't. They didn't do it. Then yeah, we're it's gonna... a bit harsh on our Sergio Aguero, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Let's move on to Mexico. They deserve to go up because they had a siesta after after winning against Germany. They did beat Korea. Yeah, just just. Yeah. Yeah. Nah, no, they yeah. don't. They were by far the better yeah, TV against yeah, I will not yeah. take this Mexican slander. <laughs> Boys, what are you, Donald Trump? We're just going to roll on, boys. Try joke after joke. See what lands, see what doesn't. Yeah. Japan, well, they had a uh, Japanese version of a siesta after going 2-0 up against Belgium. Oh, yeah, no, they deserve that. Yeah, yeah. that's fair. Yeah. What uh, is the Japanese word for siesta, do you know? Uh, we'll have to ask Red Dog. <laughs> Red Dog is Aaron's brother for people who don't know Aaron in real life. Uh, Spain, I'm going to actually use a joke I just used before, but... Uh, Spain had the same ability to score as me at a nightclub at 2am. I thought you were going for the siesta joke. Yeah, I thought that was siesta was coming. <laughs> was Classic thinking, misdirection. I was, I was thinking about it. Uh, Denmark and Switzerland. Um, I started writing something and then I just fell asleep. Yeah, like watching them play. I'm, yeah, I'm just so you. boring. Uh, Colombia. They've got a bloke called James, who isn't pronounced James. Steamed Hammers. Hammers. Uruguay. Well... They deserve to go out because Suarez didn't do anything. Didn't bite anyone. Didn't really score many goals. I thought you were about to say because he didn't do anything all tournament. I was like, well, that's a bit harsh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Also because he didn't do anything yeah. all tournament. Yeah. Uh, Brazil. They deserve to go out because uh, everyone thought they were kept rolling in the tournament. But apparently Neymar was the only one to do that. Yeah. No, I'll yeah. take that. They yeah. deserve that. And boys, Russia. Putin. He didn't order enough PEDs. <laughs> deserve <laughs> to go out. Ooh, that's a bit controversial. I'm staying away from that one. Somehow yeah. I think Aaron will be on the no-fly list. To, uh, <laughs> yeah, to Russia. Look, I'm not planning to going on going to Russia anytime soon, so it's all good. Now I'm going to say... I just s- bought you tickets to the World Cup final. <laughs> oh, <laughs> no. Sweden. 
I'm going to say they didn't deserve to go out. Oh, really? Turn this on around. Why? Because they have such attractive fans. Oh, okay. Here we <laughs> yeah, go. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to say anything more. <laughs> Belgium, they're just a mini France. Half France. Half yep. France. Half, half France. France. Yep. And England, they deserve to go out. Basically, because we get too much enjoyment from watching them, you know, get their hopes up and then seeing it all, you know, come and crumbling down. Yeah. So, goodbye, England. Boom roasted. Boom roasted. (laughs) (laughs) And without further ado, we'll head into our final preview. Boys, what's your predictions? Can, can, can... France, you know, can they shut out Croatia or can Croatia do what Belgium couldn't and score against France? Well, I think France will probably get the job done. Um, they just look so compact and, the, you know, they stick to their structures so well. Um, they just got names all over the park. You know, you can sub anyone out and they'll probably do their job. So, yeah, I, and don't forget the fact that Croatia have had to play a lot of extra time as well. So they've probably got a little bit more um, time into the legs. So, yeah, I, I reckon France can get the job done here. I'm going to go France 7, Croatia 0. <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. Sorry, Louis, if you're listening. Um, no, I we think... have not. I uh, would like to point out our resident Croatian, Louis Granich, has not been seen since the early hours of this morning. We believe he's in some drunken days wandering the streets of Perth. Still wondering. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but in all seriousness, France, they're just so talented. I feel like they can play in so many different ways. Um, it's just hard to see, you know, see Croatia winning this, to be honest. Ben? It really depends who scores first. I think if France get that opening goal, I don't want to say it's curtains for Croatia because they have such, they're so talented. But I just find it hard to see anyone really, you know, penetrating that, you know, that, the, the middle three of that German of the rather not the German defence the French defence Verane and we're just so used to having Germans in the final right (laughs) Uh, like obviously Verane and Umtiti have been so good at all tournament but with Kante you know screening in front that is so hard to break down if you're an opposition attacker you know they've already you know they shut down Messi by you know basically getting uh, Kante to to tag him to use an AFL term yeah um, yeah, I wonder, you know, Modric obviously sits a bit deeper than Messi. Uh, will be really interesting to see how they try to neutralise him. Uh, for me, I think if they can get at the French fullbacks who, are, who have had good tournaments, but I still feel a slightly suspect. You know, Perisic was brilliant uh, this morning for Croatia. Yep. If they can maybe play through him again, like they did to an extent against England, uh, they could be in for a, you know, they could have some f- fun and get some joy down the flanks. Yeah. But I, I think France, uh, you know, I think they are, as much as I've kind of been a bit disappointed by how they've performed, I think they're going to be the world champions. Well, Croatia are probably riding this as well. Um, they probably weren't expected to go this far. So they'll probably come into this game saying we've got nothing to lose. So I reckon they'll probably come out wanting to, to prove a point. It feels like we're trying to find holes in the French side or we're trying to find reasons, you know, not... Holes in the French cheese. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> trying to find reasons, you know, to say why they'll lose or maybe why Croatia will, will do well in this game. And it, it's so hard to find reasons why why France, you know, you try and look at their fullbacks or you try and, you know, you know maybe say Giroud, you know, is he the right striker? But all in all, this team has performed pretty well. 
you know, there's so many other big sides have gone out, but France is still here. Yeah. So in that way, I, I, yeah, that's just impressive for me. Not giving anything away, but uh, my pre-tournament prediction, I'm on course with my winner. So, yeah. You tip Croatia. <laughs> <laughs> Who do we think is the key player for each team? Well, yeah, we've touched on him, but I think Kante probably is for France. Um, I've said this before, but the Croatian midfield is so good. And if Kante can shut them down... You've got Paul Pogba there as well to help him out. Pogba's um, had a big kind of flown under the radar this tournament. Yeah. He's had a good tor- tournament, I think, because he hasn't played too badly. And I think, you know, the performances of Kante have overshadowed it. But he's been very quietly just kind of... Doing his own may, thing. Not dominating yeah. like he did for Juventus, but kind of playing like he has for United, you know? Like, doing a decent job without really, like, Setting dominating games. Yeah, so, who knows? We could be in for a big game from him, but we'll see. Yeah. Pogba so. was my man, but um, I guess I'll talk about Griezmann. You know, he has that quality, as I said before, has ability to pick up the ball from deep and then, you know, run at defenders, you know, cause havoc. So, I think he's the player that could, you know, open up this game and, you know, really put uh, fr- the French side on course for victory. Who do you think, Ben? For France, I think it's going to be Rafael Varane, who has been so good all tournament. He's one of the world's best centre-backs, and he's just consolidated uh, that reputation at this tournament. I think he's key. If something happens to him, I think, I'm not sure who the next best option is, but I think he kind of can, can control Umtiti. He's got less... He doesn't have an error in his locker like Umtiti maybe does. Uh, so I think... You know, he's key. What about Croatia, Aaron? Who do you see as a key man? Is it- the obvious one's Modric, but I, I won't talk about him. You know, we've, we've said so much about him. But um, Rakitic, you know, I thought he was a bit quiet against England. But if he can lift his performance against France, I think he, you know, that'll go a long way to, you know, helping, you know, Croatia, you know, have a shout in this game. Yeah, definitely. Um, I reckon Subicic, he was so good against... Um, oh, in their last game um, and I reckon yeah if he can stay fit and he can make those crucial saves uh, I reckon they go a long way into you know probably at least um, taking the game into extra time drawing um, so yeah if he can make those crucial saves he's going to be a busy man he will be yeah, yeah. he's going to be a busy man I, I think Rakitic is going to be important like Aaron said but I also think Ivan Perisic is it Ivan Perisic? Sure, it's Ivan Perisic. It is. Yeah. I, I mean, I'm not going to check. I, ben, I assume, you know I'm your assuming, football. I'm assuming like a lot of there are a lot of Croatians named Ivan. So yeah. Yeah. I just picked a random Croatian name. It was like, oh, and, and you hit the nail on the head. Uh, Perisic, oh, he was Croatia's best player against England. If he reproduces that form in the final, France will have problems dealing with him, especially because I'm not completely convinced by the fullbacks, although they have been good. Uh, I think Pavard, Pavard uh, has been probably the better of the two French fullbacks this tournament. I think he's in for a real... That's, that could go a long way to deciding this game. If Perisic can get on top of Benjamin Pavard yeah. early and it, maintain that level, uh, he will cause havoc in behind enemy lines and it's going to be, you know, I think that will make for a better game. Whether it will happen or not is a completely different issue, but I think... You know it's going to be a Dow game. It's a World Cup final, you know. It, it's not going to be 5 good, like, entertaining World Cup final? Was it... Would you like say France, France Italy? Italy? Yeah, yeah. And even that, you know, the 
two goals were scored within the first half an hour, and if Zidane had, a, uh, yeah. you know, had not headbutted Marco Materazzi, I don't know. Maybe we'd think of it in a different light. I'm not. I don't know. Yeah. It was drama. It was dramatic at yeah, least, but it probably not remembered for the right reasons. Yeah. yeah. What about Brazil Germany 2002? That was okay. I had, yeah. I don't really remember it. I remember Ronaldo scoring twice with that awful haircut where <laughs> yeah, he shaved yeah. his entire head but <laughs> the forgot the fringe. Yeah. I was gonna have the same haircut for the final. You know, just <laughs> can to... you actually do that? Oh, that'd be brilliant. We'll post it up on Twitter. Yeah. Um. Yeah. No. Uh, I just hope it is a good game. It probably won't be, but yeah, make it worthwhile for us staying up. It's it will have to be at least, at least dramatic. You know, if we don't have goals, you know, we want some drama. You know, a player sent off. Yeah. Or you know, you know, flares, anything. You know. <laughs> what about the third and fourth playoff? Do you think uh, you know to England? As someone's pointed out, it'll be England's second eleven versus Belgium's <laughs> second eleven for the second time in the tournament. Mm. Well, it should be a good game, I reckon. Because they're normally they're... a bit fun because no one cares. Well, and that's they're just it. Like, you know, oh, they're, screw it. Let's... The shackles are off. You know, the game plan is sort of thrown out the window, and we say, "Boys, let's just have some fun. Let's see if we can get a medal." Um, yeah, I reckon it would be an entertaining game, at least. Guys, you've you've convinced me to watch this game and not the final. <laughs> yeah, so I'm that's... just going to watch the third and fourth playoff. <laughs> there, I will report on the final. You can report on the yeah, third I'll get playoff. If you can, you know, if I can get over to Russia and you know just watch that, you know, that'd be all right. Um, yeah, I think it's yeah, it's just so funny that once again these two teams are playing in basically a meaningless game. Yeah, dead rubber. They, they dead both rubber. tanked to try and get to the final, <laughs> and now they've ended up in the third and fourth place playoffs. So there's a bit of irony for you. It would be nice for England though, for their fans, you know, if they did yeah. finish third. I think they'd take that. Yeah. It's oh, definitely, bad. definitely. I think we said this last tournament probably overachieved, um, but yeah, and they probably choked in in their semi. So yeah. Third place, they'd probably take that. Who knows who's going to play in that game as well? You know, what players will, will play? You know, Roberto Martinez might play himself up yeah. forward. You know, you just don't <laughs> know. Jordan Pickford in the centre of midfield. I'd pay to see that. Manuel Neuer will make another appearance <laughs> in uh, midfield. <laughs> Rating of 20 in FIFA. <laughs> Put him in the midfield. Aussie, Aussie, Aussie! Oi, oi, oi! And on that note, it's time to wrap up the second last podcast of the tournament. Gee, it's getting sad, isn't it? We're almost finished. Although I will be happy to actually get a good night's sleep once the tournament's over. I think we can all agree on that. Yeah. Next, uh, on our last episode, we'll wrap up the final and the third and fourth place playoff, which I think we can all agree is the more important <laughs> one. It'll yeah. probably be the more entertaining game. We'll also revisit some of our predictions from before the tournament and see who was on the ball and who was just an idiot. I all think of us. All, yeah, yeah, all of us. Would, would bring some towels because we'll have eggs to wipe off our faces. <laughs> <laughs> we'll also discuss uh, our teams of the tournament and uh, talk about some of the alternative awards we'll be hanging out and saying goodbye to Russia. And just before we go, boys, um, don't forget to rate us five stars on iTunes and oh, Podbean. Oh, yeah, good point. Yeah. I've also just got this uh, this little rating here. I'll just read it out from Firmino is my uncle. Can listen to Sean, Louie, and Stu for days. Have these guys on again and again, please. Can listen to them for days, honestly. Um Sounds like one of their uncles, really. Um, <laughs> we might need yeah. to check the IP address. It yeah, might be coming yeah. from within <laughs> Stu's house or something. Stu or, isn't or Sean's Sean, house. Isn't Sean a Liverpool fan? He is. Oh, he, he is, is, isn't he? Oh. he is. Connecting uh, the dots, guys. 
Um, so yeah, they probably listened to our last podcast and thought, oh, who are these three guys? They can't take penalties. We need Stu, <laughs> Louie and Sean back. Anyway, uh, that's all from us, guys. Thanks for tuning in once again. We'll see you next time. See you guys. Bye.